0: In this week's market update, all eyes are on the big central banks for the last rate calls of the year, and the oil price is falling despite Russian supply threats. Well, no doubt about the big market news this week. The Fed, the ECB and the Bank of England are all adjusting interest rates over the next few days, and at the end of a year of tightening, investors will be hoping for signs that the monetary squeeze is coming to a close. Markets are nervous in anticipation and every economic data announcement carries extra weight at the moment as markets assess the likely impact on the rate's outlook. Last week, for example, U.S. markets notched up their biggest weekly fall in a month as investors took better than expected economic data as an indication that the Fed may have to keep rates higher for longer. The S&P 500 was 3.4% down on the week and the Nasdaq fell 4% as hot producer price inflation showed the resilience of the US economy despite the near 4% hike so far this year in interest rates. Tomorrow sees crucial consumer price inflation data in the US, which will likely have a big influence on Wednesday's Fed rates decision. Also last week came service sector data showing a 30th consecutive monthly expansion in November. What all this suggests is that while the Fed might ease back from its four successive 0.75 percentage point rate hikes on Wednesday, its job is not yet done. Although Fed Chair Jay Powell said recently that there is a case for slowing the pace of hikes, He has explicitly not said that there won't be more hikes or that rates won't stay high for longer than the markets currently expect. The consensus is that this week's hike will be pitched at half a percentage point and increases may subsequently fall back to the more usual 0.25 percentage points level but investors are potentially being too complacent in their hopes for a peak in rates at about 5% in the spring of next year, followed by an almost immediate retreat back to a neutral level of 3%. That's what's being priced into futures markets, but if inflation turns out to be stickier, then so too might higher rates. The importance of the outlook for interest rates can't be overstated. Everything hinges on where they go next. Last week, for example, US bond prices fell away as yields nudged higher on the back of that economic data. That said, bond yields have come down quite a bit since the early autumn as inflation expectations have rolled over. Having hit 4.25% in October, the 10-year Treasury yield stands at 3.6% today. The real story in the US this week may not be the actual interest rate number, but rather the so-called dot plots, which show officials' expectations for the future direction of rates. New York Fed President John Williams has already indicated that he does not see rates starting to fall until 2024. Here in the UK, the Bank of England's rate decision on Thursday is also highly data-dependent. Again, the expectation is that last month's 0.75 percentage point hike was a one-off, and the rate will slow this week to 0.5 percentage points. But today's better-than-expected GDP data showing a half percent point rise in activity in October, month-on-month, month, makes it harder for the bank to justify taking its foot off the monetary breaks. With UK rates nearly 1 percentage points lower than those in the US, Further signs of easing would put pressure on the pound, which has bounced back usefully from its September flirtation with parity to the dollar. As in the US, the Bank of England will have fresh inflation data to consider as it makes up its mind. Wednesday sees the November CPI print with a small fall penciled in from the record 11.1% in October to perhaps 10.9%. Although that could mark a turning point for prices, inflation still stands at more than five times the bank's 2% target. The third important interest rate decision this week is from the ECB. Here, too, there is evidence that inflation is starting to retreat. And if anything, Europe is even closer to recession than we are here. So there's quite a strong case for the ECB to switch to smaller rate hikes when it announces its decision on Thursday. A third consecutive 0.75 percentage points rise is unlikely, therefore, even though the ECB is focused on higher energy costs and rising wages in the region. On the subject of energy, the oil price took another big dip last week, with Brent falling to around $76 a barrel, despite the imposition of sanctions on Russia and its retaliatory threat to cut off supplies to countries imposing a price cap on its exports. The fact that oil is retreating despite the threat to supplies is a strong indication of the changed economic outlook, with slowing activity in both the world's two biggest economies, the US and China, as well as in Europe, putting downward pressure on the price of crude. In addition to slowing demand, supply is actually pretty robust. Recently announced cuts by OPEC and Russia have been smaller than headline numbers suggested because some suppliers like Angola and Nigeria were struggling to hit their existing quotas. Nervousness in the market is also evident in a shift in the relative prices of oil for delivery now versus contracts for future delivery. The relative prices suggest that traders think the market is oversupplied and facing a downturn. In the jargon, it's a move from backwardation to contango. In a tight market, spot prices were higher than future contracts. That's backwardation. Now they're lower because there's plenty of oil to deliver now. That's contango. For oil market nerds, it's a bit like the yield curve for bond market watchers, and that is as we've noted a few times recently, is also sending out a clear message. Yields on short-dated bonds are now higher than their longer-dated equivalents, and that's a sign that central banks are squeezing too hard today and likely to trigger a recession in the future. So a busy week is kicking off, so much for a quiet run into Christmas, and what emerges in the next few days will set the tone for the start of 2023. As we've said many times here, next year is shaping up to be a difficult year for households and businesses. The big unknown is whether markets pick up on that gloomy outlook or start to look through to better times in 2024. That is our base case, but there's a huge amount of uncertainty about that more optimistic forecast.
1: Please be aware the value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up, so you may not get back what you invest. This information does not constitute investment advice and should not be used as the basis for any investment decision, nor should it be treated as a recommendation for any investment. Investors should also note that the views expressed may longer be current and may have already been acted upon. Reference to specific securities should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell these securities and is included for the purposes of illustration only. Fidelity Personal Investing does not give personal recommendations. If you are unsure about the suitability of an investment, you should speak to an authorised financial advisor. This podcast may not be reproduced or circulated without prior permission. It is meant for UK residents and does not constitute an offer or solicitation in any jurisdiction in which it may be unlawful to make such an offer or solicitation. No statements or representations made in this podcast are legally binding on fidelity or the recipient. Issued by Financial Administration Services Limited, Authorised and regulated in the UK by the Financial Conduct Authority. Fidelity, Fidelity International, the Fidelity International logo and F symbol are trademarks of FIL Limited.